This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 95. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I am never better. So this is a show about colored pencil where we discuss and we talk about a visual medium every single Monday. And we've been doing this, Lisa, for nearly two years, right? Yeah, nearly two years now. And what are we talking about today? We are answering questions sent to us by our listeners. More March questions here. So this is going to be a very meta show today. We've had a ton of questions all regarding the podcast and how we do the podcast and all about the recording and all that kind of stuff. So most most of it is that. All right. First question here. How long does it take you to study the topic for each show or is each show different? Why aren't the shows any longer than they are and how long is each podcast? So, yeah, there's, you know, the thing about the preparation of each show, they are all different, I guess, because we don't. I'll just be real blunt and honest about this. Sometimes Lisa and I get on here and we say, what are we going to do a show on? <laughs> now, that doesn't happen real often, but sometimes that does. And then we collaborate and talk and we type out a few notes and we hit record and we record a show. More often, though, and especially early on when we started, we just brainstormed and we wrote down everything that we thought might make a good show topic-wise, and we just came up with this huge list, right, Lisa? That's yeah, what I remember. It's, it's actually kind of easy for us to do because both of us have so much experience in the medium that coming up with ideas, I mean, we don't have to do a lot of research except for John and his history lessons, and I get to go get some tea. But besides that, I mean, the majority of this, not yeah. too much research needs to be done at this point because both of us have already researched most of these topics in the past. So it's not that often that we have to spend a lot of time looking into something because, again, we've probably already done the research. Yeah, and as far as why the shows aren't any longer than they are, I'll just be real blunt about that as well, because they take forever to edit. (laughs) Um, If you've ever edited anything like audio, and if you've Uh, especially if you've ever edited anything that John Middick has said over audio, (laughs) then it is a challenge because I'm not, you know, I may sound smooth and all that on the podcast, but trust me, I'm not. You're probably laughing, you sitting over there thinking, yeah, you never sound smooth. Well, I would have to agree with that, but I do more stuttering than even gets in the final release here. So we'll just be very thankful that there is some editing that goes on. So we're not, and, and here's the thing, we're not trying to fill a spot, a time slot. You know, it's not radio. It's not a television program where you've got a 30 second or a 30 minute slot or anything like that. We're trying to just cover the topic and And however long that needs to be, that's how long it's going to be. And we really don't want it to be over that amount of time. You know, we're not going to put filler in here just because we're trying to fill a time slot. And actually, I've been wanting to go shorter with the time length on the podcast. 
problem is I never shut up and he can never get them short enough. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of, I've got to tell you guys a story about this that kind of cracks me up. When John contacted me about doing these podcasts, the first thing I told him is I'm not editing anything ever. <laughs> Like, I can't help in that man. Like, I edit videos. I know how long it takes. I mean, a four-minute video is going to take me an hour to edit. I can't, maybe not, well, it depends on the video and how much post-editing I have to do, but uh, no. Take me that long. <laughs> no, I'm not, like, I can't help in this. Right. And so he laughed. He's like, oh, no, no, that's no problem at all. And I'm over here just kind of snickering to myself, like, oh, you have no idea how much time is going to go into editing. Well, this. you know, it. Yeah, but the thing, no, but here's the thing about it. I knew that I was so new at, you know, putting my voice out there that I was going to be, you know, I, I needed to edit my voice a lot. I knew that was going to happen. I thought, I do not want to wish that on anybody, especially I don't want Lisa to have that burden. Well, I wouldn't um, have been so, able to. <laughs> I'm like, that's just right, too much right. time. Right, right. No, right. I get it. I mean, and, that, and that's true. So, yeah. So I, I edited the videos. I published – or the videos. The podcast I published and produced the podcast for, I don't know, close to a year and a half, something like that. And then now I hired um, a publisher or a produ producer, I guess I should say. And uh, he does all of the editing, publishing, and uh, there's a creative director as well. And she does all of the show notes now and the uh, artwork for the, for the show, all of that stuff. And they are, I, I can't say enough about them. They are just geniuses. They are flawless. They're so conscientious about their work and what they do. And they just do a bang up job, and I never have to worry about it. And all I all I do is drop the file. You know, when Lisa and I are done recording, she drops. We do double ender recordings, and you know, Lisa drops her wave file into Dropbox. I drop mine into Dropbox. I stick those over there in uh, the folder for the team, and they go to town and work on it and get it done. And I can focus on other things that need to go on in my business. And it, I tell you what, I should have done it a long time ago. It just, I, I kick myself. I think, I think that was so dumb to do this for this long. I shouldn't have done it that long. And I'm so glad that I made that switch. So, yeah, how long is each podcast? There's really not a set number, but we're going to try to pare that down and make them possibly a little bit shorter if we can. There may be duct tape for my mouth involved in that process. <laughs> Uh, then you'll sound like me. We'll have more editing to do. Those are that's that's the pronunciation. Well, it's probably the only way that you're going to get me to shut this. up, so that we can shorten these. <laughs> so the next question: How big is your recording studio, and what mics do you use? What is the name of your recording software? Can I start my own podcast? Is it easy to produce? John, do you still produce the show and publish it? Have you ever met each other before the podcast? Oh, okay. So I guess I kind of jumped ahead there, and I talked about uh, producing and publishing and all that stuff. Yeah. So all like I said uh, in the last question, everything. I don't do any of that anymore. All of that's done even to my website uh, and to the art. Here's the parts that I, that I left out, I guess. I made training videos on how to do every single thing because uh, I was very particular about the way that I wanted things done. And 
And so I made these training videos with voiceovers and I sent the sent these along and said, this is the way, you know, that I want it done. So that's a smart thing, I think, to do just so that there is material to, to go back to. There's uh, training files, you know, uh, so that you can get it done exactly the way you have done it in the past. So I hope there wasn't some kind of transitional noticeable difference, you know, whenever we went from me publishing and producing to uh, the team. But I don't think there was. But the other thing about it is the the software. That, what happens though after the software? You, I'll talk about the software in just a moment. But what happens is there's an RSS that is created, and we're using Libsyn. That's Liberated Syndications. What that stands for? Libsyn.com. One of the the big top players in the industry. And if you want to do a podcast, I would highly recommend going with them. Let them host your audio, and they will publish the RSS, and then they distribute it. You have to get it all set up through iTunes, but once you've done that, you create your RSS in Libsyn, and then the feed just goes, it's posted up there in Libsyn, and then it's directed over to the RSS readers for the audio everywhere else. And that's probably more technical than anybody even cares about. It's actually interesting to me, because I had no idea. I've never had anything to do with Anything other than showing up and recording the podcast. <laughs> this is all John has done all of this work. So the other so the other thing you're asking about the software, and I'll kind of go at this backwards, I guess, and then we'll talk about mics. But the software that Lisa and I both use, we use a desktop version of Audacity that we're uh, just recording our, our own voice on our own side, the double-ender recording. I do have my microphone does go into a mixer, and I do mix my voice just a little bit so there is that but that goes into my computer the computer is something that i built the case on the computer is probably 12 years old i've been rebuilding it and rebuilding it for years and years so the latest parts inside of it it's nothing like it used to be anyway no one asked about that all right moving along so the mics no let me talk about software one one more thing So we do that in Audacity. I believe the editing is also handled in Audacity. Adobe makes a very good editing program as well if you're serious about starting your own podcast. This is easy to do. It's not as difficult as it may sound at the beginning. You just take it one step at a time and learn what you need to know. And you can email me if you have any questions, and I'll be happy to direct you to some good material on this. But the software that I found out about that I use, I used and I put this in the training process and now it's in the workflow that is used by the team, is called Uphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C dot com. And that one, that is such a such a good piece of software. It goes through these advanced algorithms that will level out all the audio to the correct spot that they need to be so that nobody is louder than anybody else. Now we have had, and you've noticed this, I'm sure if you've listened to interview podcasts, we've had challenges with that in the past and I'm trying to work on a better solution for that. But one thing I can't stand, I I listen to podcasts like nonstop. I listen to them all day long while I'm at work in my day job. And so I I pay a lot of attention to audio quality. And one thing that I cannot stand to listen to is when you've got an interview and somebody is so overly loud on the other track. So I'm tr- I tried to get away from that kind of thing. Now, we still have a challenge when we have three tracks going on, um, and I don't like that. And I'm trying to get around that problem, but not come up with the best solution, not, not the solution that I want yet. But still working on that front. 
Okay, the microphone I use is the ATR2100, the Audio-Technica 2100, and it's uh, highly reviewed, highly rated. Um, it is just one of the best out there. It is just a close second to the Heil uh, P, P, uh, PR40. Is that the? Yeah, I think that's the name of it, which is like $400, $500. This one that I use is, I can't remember, like 80 bucks or something like that. Uh, it's a very good mic. has an XLR connection as well as a USB if you want to use it as a USB, and then it just goes into a mic stand with a shock absorber and got a, a puffer on the front of it so that we don't annoy you with a lot of P sounds and stuff like that. But Lisa, I know you use a different mic. Yeah, I'm using, and I've gone through a few since we started. When I started, my goal was to use, I had a Blue Yeti Snowball mic, and those ones were at about $50, $60. Uh, you may be able to get them less on Amazon sometimes, I'm not sure. But I was using that. The problem was I didn't have the settings on our recordings right, and I could never figure out why do I sound like I'm in a fishbowl. The audio was horrible. It's because I didn't realize that my settings at some point had changed when I updated something, and it was using my webcam that was behind my computer. So it wasn't even in front of me. It was kind of hilarious that it took us months to I figure felt that so out. Bad about that. Months, seriously. I, I did. Yeah. I wish I'd have known. Yeah, that, me I too. Know. I had. I, I still am like. That. I can't even believe it picked it up as well as it did, being that the webcam mic was behind the computer. <laughs> but yeah, then I used the Snowball for a while, and that was actually a decent mic. I was never unhappy with it. But when I started doing my live streams, I needed to look for alternatives because the Snowball didn't pick up enough when I was over at the easel, just the way the setup was. So I switched over to, now I'm using, it's also by Yeti. It's just the Yeti Blue. Runs about $120. Um, I've seen it up to $130, depending on which color you go with. Sometimes as low as $112. So not terribly, terribly expensive. And I've got two of these, one that I keep at my easel for the live streams, and then one that I have at my desk. Love, love these. The problem that I'm having with mine right now that's on my desk is I don't have it set up on with a shock absorber. And the reason for that is, and I almost bought one recently, and I'm like, crap, I can't because I need this to be able to move around the room because this is the same mic that I have to use when I record my videos. So this one goes back and forth. Um, the live stream one is not in the right position for that. And it's kind of hard to unscrew them and change the mounting on this device. That's my only kind of complaint on this. The way that it mounts, um, it would make it very difficult for me to do. So I don't have a shock absorber on this specific one. Yeti does make one that's wonderful. I have it on the one over that I use for live streams now. But this one is just sitting on its stand that it came on. I actually have it sitting on a hand towel to try to muffle a little bit of the sounds. Every time I touch yeah. my desk, it makes a thump. So it Muffles it a little, not enough, and then I have yeah, a pop filter. Yeah, in case you don't know, that that's what that's what that does is anytime Lisa will touch anything, I mean it's really sensitive a microphone like this is. And it'll pick up any kind of movement and it, it vibrations and they sound really loud. Yeah, and it's not even a sound that I can hear. Like I'm touching the desk right now. I can't, no, hear, can't it hear it in person, but the mic picks up the vibration and that's the problem. The other problem that I have right. is I sit on a Pilates ball and so um, I'm sitting like right now I'm sitting on it cross legged, so I I'm kind of rolling around weird and when my feet stick to it it makes a big thump and it makes weird audio sounds so it's not the most ideal chair for audio i get some weird sounds i'm sure coming over on my end from squeaking around on it but that is what i am using 
But yeah, I definitely, I like this mic. It's just very sensitive. And if you get it, I do recommend using a shock, shock absorber with it. And I'm still working out how to make this work with my current setup so that I can use it in both locations. This is always a work in progress and we're always constantly trying to improve audio quality all the time. Someone else asked about the static that gets creeped in, some of the white noise once in a while that they'll hear in our recordings. Yeah, I apologize for that. That does sometimes still happen. And and, and sometimes there's many people that talk about about who's who's causing it and trying trying to be helpful and I appreciate that but he, here's the thing that you may not know, many of you don't know because um, based on the responses that I've been getting on that here's the thing if mine is full of static and sometimes that happens then that's because of the way Lisa's um, re, the way Lisa recorded <laughs> if Lisa's is full of static then that's the way the, and that happens too it's because of the way i recorded so it's not something we're doing intentionally and we're trying to <laughs> work on it well and even um, right now i may have white noise because my heater just kicked on yeah. and as much as i want to talk with you guys i also don't want to freeze to death so we're just going to have to deal <laughs> there with is, that there's there's right yeah yeah there's some of that kind of stuff going on but i you know when i listen to the podcast and i do listen to the, the podcast and review it and listen to it and i i'm satisfied with how how it sounds it's you know it's not perfect we didn't spend thousands of dollars on our studio setup which leads me to the next thing that we'll talk about here and that is have we ever met each other in person or did we meet before the podcast no and we no we have not met in person we met over the phone and we've you know we've always recorded we're recording in our own studio i'm recording over here in cincinnati ohio in my studio lisa is over there in that little tiny state of texas i can't remember what town lisa <laughs> What are you in? Where do you Dallas? Okay. And so yeah, so we're recording over Skype and we're recording, you know, on our own end our own end, like I talked about. And I'm recording on my desktop computer. I'm connected over on Skype with Lisa on a laptop that sits over here next to me. So I'm listening to her through my earpiece, uh, my earphones, and my microphone over here is going back to Lisa. But this other microphone, the uh, one that I record with, is on my desktop. So that's kind of how we're doing things. We will meet someday, I guess, probably when Lisa comes up to Cincinnati, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't it's like not something that we really talked about that much. I don't know. But I think Lisa would be surprised about uh, – she'll be surprised at how tall I am. So, <laughs> Number seven here. All right. So Karen writes, hello, thank you guys so much for doing this podcast. It really helps a lot for a newbie here. Do either of you do any free or any free Facebook live workshops or Q&As? Also, do you offer any one-on-one -on -one training or offer any DVDs? I do not offer DVDs. All of my lessons, basically every single piece of art I create goes up on YouTube. And I've got the fast version on YouTube. And then I've got the slower one to two hour version on Patreon. And this is just such a more cost efficient way for everyone involved. Me and the production side of it. And then you or whoever signs up for it. Um, on the other side. So even if somebody, let's say you only are interested in colored pencil, even if I only have one colored pencil video that week and or that month and the other three are acrylic painting and oil painting and other things, um, I do four videos, well, one once a week, you're only paying $4 a month. So that is way cheaper than any two hour long training DVD would be. That is an incredible value. I just I just have to say, I mean, that is that's incredible. Yeah, I mean it keeps my cost down. You get reference photos in addition to that. And you know, there's different reward tiers. You cannot beat 
you just can't beat that. Yeah, kind and of for me, it doesn't cost me nearly what it would to produce. I mean, there is cost on my end, and especially with like I just spent almost six hundred dollars in stamps to send out the postcards. Um, that's for the nine dollar rewards. But I mean, you're going to get a better value that way. And again, going back to me, I'm not having to spend as much on the production side, so I think it works better for everyone all around. That's what I've been doing. As far as one on one training, it's not something I even remotely have time for. So I don't personally do that at all for Facebook Live workshops or Q. Q&As. I don't do Facebook Live workshops because I'm not a huge, I use Facebook, but I'm not a huge fan of their platform and a lot of the stuff that they do. So I put my live work, the majority of that all goes onto YouTube. And every Wednesday night, I do a live a live stream where you're watching whatever I'm working on. Sometimes it's a complete video. Like a couple weeks ago, I did one showing you how to do a bokeh background in colored pencil, kind of start to finish. So you're seeing that. And during those, I'm also answering viewers questions live. So, and I do that every Wednesday. It starts at 8 p.m. Central time. And it usually lasts about two hours. That one, I think, went a little bit longer because it was a long project. But those... Um, that, those are what I do. I'm not, a, again, going back to Facebook, just the way their, their algorithms are working and some of the choices that they've made and the way that they run their advertising. I'm fine with the company advertising, but generally when they do that, they pay the creator some of that versus Facebook is like, here, we're going to put advertisements on your content, but we also want you to pay for us to put advertisements on our, your content. It's, um, so that's why I don't do it on Facebook, but they, I do those every week over on YouTube. That is incredible. That is really awesome. I like how you're doing those live streams there with uh, Q and A's and all. They're fun. And if any of you guys, I know like the person who had asked about the getting started doing podcasts, if you're interested in doing any of this, I will tell right. you those live streams are an absolute blast. Talking to your viewers, talking to people who are also drawing at the same time and just having that conversation while you work. Those are just, it's just such an enjoyable time for me. Oh yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. That that is exciting. That's awesome. And not a lot of artists are really doing that. So if you're at all interested in doing something like this, this is time to do it. All right. So I don't offer any DVDs either and I'm not doing any live streams. I do want to do that. I have not started doing that though yet. Well, you're going to join me when we do our 100th episode, aren't you? We're going to be live streaming that. Oh, you said it. Oh, you not want you to talk about it? it? Okay. Oh, wait, no, this forces you yeah, into right. it. That's right. No, I, oh, it's fine. Oh, I know. Pressure. I know. Okay. You said it. It's out there. All right. <laughs> we'll do it, I guess. Not, I it's guess. Happening. We'll do it's it. It's going All to right. happen. Um, I actually have already <laughs> thanks. told people that was going to happen on it a live is going stream. To happen. So you were already on the hook for it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're doing that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that'll be fun. So I, I tell you, if you, if you do want some good instruction, some beginning instruction, just to get your feet wet and start learning more about the medium. I would just, I would highly recommend looking around for some YouTube videos on, on colored pencil. And there's a lot out there, things like that. If you get a little more serious about it, then go ahead and sign up with Patreon under Lisa. And what was it? Four bucks a month, Lisa. I mean, you cannot beat that. That's so economical. You will learn things that you need to know. And so I would, I would recommend something like that. There's a lot of different options out there available right now. Now, I do have a beginner's colored pencil course as well, and it's a, a little more pricey than a Patreon kind of thing, but it's a methodical step-by-step -step instruction. It's taking you from, and it, and it 
gives you some accountability and you're, you've got some lessons that you're expected to try to do those things. And so it's week by week, 10 weeks long. It's a little bit longer than 10 weeks now, but that's how it's set up. And so you go from beginning concepts to advanced by the time you're done. You're able as an artist to take your own reference shots or at least know how to pick out good reference photos to draw from. And you're able then to be able to use the medium properly and in, you know, some very good fundamental core principles and concepts related to colored pencil art. All right. So we're doing that live Q&A on the 100th show. (laughs) That's not going to be that much longer either. I mean, that's coming up. We're right on the heels of that. So that'll be fun. And I do want to say too, just kind of talking a little bit more about John's workshop or the the online course that he offers, that is going to be more more of an an instruction lesson type thing than with mine is. Mine is basically, you're seeing what I'm doing step by step. You're seeing how I move the pencil. I'm talking about what I'm doing. John's is more of an actual lesson class. You know, so you've got two different total, total types of classes there. His, if you really, if you're just starting, you really want to get started with something like that. I love his course. Well, thank you, Lisa. All right. So we still have more Q&A shows coming up this month, and we're real excited about getting to some of these questions and answering these for you. We're looking forward to next week's show. And if you want to reach out to us, do that at any time, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And if you like the show, please consider going over to iTunes and just giving us a rating over there. If you want to spend a little more extra time, then you can go above and beyond and write up a review. That'd be awesome. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. How long does it take for you? Okay, I can talk. I'm standing on my head. Sometimes Lisa and I... (laughs) They are just geniuses. They are just geniuses. Boy, did we plug ourselves or what? (laughs) 